Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to, thanks be to God. All right, so we're continuing on, and we actually jumped. Yesterday we were towards the end of Matthew 6. Now we're back up at the top. Um, and we have this call towards uh, a sort of secret generosity. Mm-hmm. So, Jackson, what are your thoughts on this passage, how it points us towards, you know, right stewardship? A couple things. Um, I find it very interesting that there is an expectation of generosity in this passage. So, yeah. It's not, you know, hey, yeah, you know, if you decide to do this or if you get a little excess of money or something, Mm -hmm. but, but the expectation is, is when you give to the poor or when you give to the needy. So, so God's people are a generous people. That's just what it means to belong to the Lord. The Lord is generous with us. He lavishes his grace, his mercy, his love on us. Mm -hmm. And we are in turn to be a generous people with others. So, so there's an expectation of generosity, but this gets to the the how. And you know what really comes to mind here? I was thinking about when I really started taking my faith seriously, you know, kind of late high school, early college. And I started trying to be vulnerable with people. And I started confessing sin. And I started yeah. letting people in yeah. on how the Lord was at work. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, people are responding well to me when I... Uh, put myself out there. And Mm. as good as that was, there was something that was a little dangerous with it because I realized that I could play the game a little bit and I could accrue some social capital by giving people a little bit of vulnerability or by, you know, telling them this, this self-sacrificial thing that I did, but doing so in in a humble way. And people go, oh, wow, what a great Christian Jackson is. And and that sort of social capital that I got from living my faith in front of men was was almost addictive, mm-hmm. you know? Like I liked being viewed as that godly person who would uh, not always need to be seen as the, the best and the greatest mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that the Lord pointed that out to me and gave me eyes to see, but but I still think that that's something that we tend to struggle with. Mm. I think especially in the South, although things are very much changing in the South, I still think there is some amount of social currency, even if it only exists within the church of being a particular type of Christian, like a Christian who gives or a Christian who confesses or a Christian does whatever. And this is a passage that's reminding us that, that piety is not uh, virtuous simply because it's done in front of others. No, like true piety is done in humble faith or is lived out in humble faith before the eyes of our father. Mm-hmm. And so what really matters is not what Will Carlisle thinks about me as much as I hope that you think positive thoughts about me, but what really Sometimes. matters, <laughs> but what matters is, is what the Lord thinks of me. And, yeah. and so this passage is saying, Hey, live for 
the the pleasure of the father mm-hmm. uh live recognizing that your father in heaven sees you and so let's not go and try to try to win uh win praise for man by doing these humble acts for the lord that aren't actually humble rather live for the praise and glory of your god in heaven and in so doing love your neighbor mm-hmm. you know like false generosity i think is something that all of us can spot Mm-hmm. And uh, a really clear example is like when you see these corporations who are like totally. running sweatshops in other countries to manufacture their goods and right. not paying their people livable wages. And then they and do then a big and, ad campaign ugh. for like, you know, they're <laughs> teaming up with some, you know, really progressive uh, charity because yeah. they're like super passionate about yeah human living conditions right and all the while advertising in the world cup in qatar you know yeah yeah yeah. exactly and so we can see that and we can even see that within the church Mm -hmm. where you know there's these religious leaders who kind of flaunt their own righteousness and, and or or you know just kind of take advantage of the platform in some way and for me, it's really easy to get frustrated and, and mm-hmm. to want, you know, there to be like that to be exposed or, you know, some some sense of judgment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Lord does do that. I think it's really interesting here. Christ, he says, truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Um, sometimes, you know, the, these people with ulterior motives in public places, um, the Lord sort of allows and entertains that, you know, reward that they're seeking the, the status, the acclaim, the reputation, because that's all they're going to get. And it's going to vanish like smoke. Yep. And, and that's really, that's really, you know, I think helpful for me in terms of understanding sort of why sometimes it seems like people have, these platforms or whatever that Mm -hmm. you know i don't think that they rightly deserve it's also cautionary that that you know it's easy to look at other people's sin and you know work through it it's harder to look at my own sin and work through it and um you know we're both in in ministry and and um you know even just by virtue of having this conversation right now have some sort of um opportunity to talk about God and, and, you know, do righteous things in a somewhat public eye. And there's this warning here that, you know, the things that we steward, if we steward them for ourselves, you know, the Lord, he, he, he might bring, you know, discipline and correction, but an even scarier thought is he might just let you have it mm-hmm. and let you miss the point of it all. Ugh. And, so sobering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's actually, you know, the harder thing is, or, or the worst thing is that, you know, God um, would uh, allow me to just, um, you know, reap a reward mm-hmm. that I don't ultimately want. And so it's just a good reminder to um, fix your eyes on, on the Lord and in the ways that he calls you to steward your resources, to do it joyfully and humbly mm-hmm. and then you know the fullness of fellowship with god and, and the favor of the father is um unimpeded yeah one thing that i will say about this passage just as a uh as a warning or maybe an over 
a correction to an overcorrection that that we've seen is this passage prescribes generosity. It, there's an expectation of generosity. And so Christians, the people of God, those who have been redeemed to God are those who care about the needy and should seek to meet the needs of the needy. What we don't see here is a prescription of exactly how to do that. And so I think some people think that like, if I ever see a panhandler, I must give them a dollar or else I am sinning against the Lord. And, and this passage is, is not saying, hey, you know, divorce your generosity from wisdom, divorce your generosity from wise practices. There's lots of great resources out there about how to be generous to the needy. Christ Covenant supports some great uh, organizations that helps us channel our generosity in a way that's going to be most helpful, most effective. Absolutely. And so this isn't a passage saying, hey, forget your mind and forget um, wisdom. It's a passage that's saying, hey, be generous because we are called to be a generous people and uh, practice your generosity uh, in such a way that pleases the Father rather than is seeking to store up uh, you know, going back to yesterday, storing up treasures uh, in this life. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Well, another helpful word from Scripture on stewardship. We'll see you tomorrow. For Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.